Welcome to the Breathe Fitness Podcast, hosted by Courtney Connors. Our pods are here to inspire you to reach optimal health and well-being through open discussions with world-class and hometown experts in the health and wellness community. Listen, learn, and explore the many ways to help you live, love, and breathe fitness. In today's podcast, I speak with Dr. Collins. He's a chiropractor specializing in kinesiology for sports injuries and TMJ therapy. His practice may be considered unconventional, but his patients' results are nothing but incredible. Through his process, he focuses on freeing nerve pressure to allow energy to flow through the body effectively so that it can begin to repair itself. In this podcast, he tells unbelievable stories of his patient's recovery, as well as his motivation to help his mother heal from severe back pain. Okay, let's go to town. Right, see what so we can yeah, do. let me um, just tell me a little bit about kind of, I guess, how you got into kinesiology and what piqued your interest to. Okay, so so I was going to. Uh, my father was always one to say that you should uh, have your own business as opposed to working for somebody else. Is probably what you're trying to do right yeah, now, starting your own business. Yep. So um, and he was in the medical field. My brother, uh, an older brother, became an attorney, and uh, I was the younger brother and had to follow suit. My father was a dentist, so. Um, I decided to go into the healthcare field, and I was going to be a dentist, and my father at the time felt that that would not be a good choice. He thought dentistry was going in the wrong direction, and he swayed me to look for other things, and uh, he was a Rotarian uh, in town, and there happened to be a chiropractor who was a Rotarian in the same club as he, who then later moved from this town to a nearby town, and um, he asked me to go over and talk to him. So I went over and saw his office and um, decided I'd take a look at it and pursue it a little further. So I applied to dental school and I applied to chiropractic school and got into both schools. And um, I always kind of had a lot of respect for my father. So the chiropractic school started before the dental school. So it's like, well, let me go to the chiropractic school. And if I like it, I'll stay. If I don't like it, I can always go to the dental school. And that's exactly what I did. So I ended up going um, three and a half years or close to four years to a New York chiropractic college and at the time it was in Long Island. Mm -hmm. So um, I could still work in New Jersey and I could um, go to school over there. So I worked weekends uh, in New Jersey, came back and forth between the two and had an apartment in Long Island and graduated from New York chiropractic college and um, started on my journey. And uh, uh, when when I left school, I was looking for um, some guidance. Um, my father was not in the field, so it was something brand new to me. So I put sent letters out to local chiropractors who may be looking for, at the time, this was the big thing, was to have an associate uh, chiropractor. And um, so I sent letters out to probably 10 or 15 different chiropractors nearby and got responses from three and ended up finding one um, which kind of fit the mold. His dad was a chiro- his, his father was a dentist. His brother was a dentist. Uh, it was just two boys. Um, we were similar in age. He was a couple of years older than I, and it was in a nearby town. And so, therefore, I started and went over to work for him for about a year and a half doing uh, the basic chiropractic protocols that, uh, that you learn when you're in chiropractic college, mm-hmm. um, which is freeing the nerve pressures to allow the uh, life forces and the energy to flow through the body effectively and, and balanced so that your body can start to repair itself. And that's what I started to do. So um, from that point, I um, was there about a year and a half. And uh, I could see that my interest, because 
when I first went to see the chiropractor who was in the Rotary Club with my father, I remember him telling me, and his sister was in my high school graduating class, I remember him telling me that uh, kinesiology was going to be the wave of the future in the chiropractic business. Mm -hmm. So um, in school they had a introductory course that was very basic, uh, very vague. So when I went to uh, take the course, um, I wasn't really enthralled with it. It was kind of confusing, it wasn't explained well, and I guess I probably wasn't really prepared to take it at that point because you're overwhelmed by just the normal basic procedures, let alone other procedures. Right. So I, um, I graduated, did basic chiropractic for a year or two, and then started to research and went out and took um, what they call weekend course seminars. And I took a 100-hour uh, seminar course in applied kinesiology by a doctor up in North Jersey. Um, I've got all the tapes, and um, it was interesting. Um, it was a um, eye-opener. I still use a lot of the protocols. There was a gentleman or a doctor by the name of George Goodhart at the time. I would go to his classes. He was in Detroit. He was the founder of uh, applied kinesiology. Um, and I was doing some of that work, and uh, the rest of my story goes like this. Uh, my mother ended up, when I was in chiropractic college, with a back problem. She was in Virginia. Drove home. I had a table that I had purchased from the uh, chiropractic college for $100 that uh, I had underneath the piano at my mother's house. And I pulled it out, and I didn't know what I was doing. Just kind of pushed on things, and she got off the table. And whether well, it be divine intervention, but she had a nice result. So I thought I had all the answers at that point. Uh, except about four years later, when I was on my own, uh, she came back with the same sort of a problem, except it had now become worse, where it was now not only in her back, but also traveling down her leg. And I was not getting very good results and uh, not getting the answers and the corrections that I was expecting to get with the procedures that I did. So um, she went out to visit my brother, who's an attorney in California, and ended up going, which she and my dad would do, they went out to the Scripps Clinic, which was like the Leahy Clinic in Boston or the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Um, and they suggested that she had back surgery. So uh, she came back and ended up having back surgery at the best hospital to have that done, which is called the Hospital Special Surgeries mm -hmm. in New York City. And uh, at the time, that was called the Hospital for This Crippled and Named. That's what really? it was called. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she went in and had the back surgery by the same physician, the sur surgeon that did work on Fuzzy Zeller, who was a uh, professional golfer. And again, my family, I've probably mentioned, is, is in the golfing, in yeah. the golfing. So we thought this was, a, she thought this was a good thing. And... Uh, and they decided that she had a disc injury and they were going to do disc surgery. And they went in and decided in, when they got in there that it's, the disc was not the problem. She had what's called spinal stenosis. So they did spinal stenosis surgery, which includes cutting off the, the tip of the bone in the back. This is when you feel your back, you feel those little tips. That's what mm -hmm. they do. They actually cut it here and cut it here and take this piece away. And stenosis means that this little space here is smaller than it should be. Now, of course... They didn't know, they didn't have a previous picture, mm -hmm. and they didn't have a post picture. All they had was a picture, and they made the determination that that was the problem. So they cut, and they cut, took this piece away, except that piece is important because muscles and ligaments attached to that piece. Yeah. So they put that away, and that was supposed to be the surgical. And only one? Disc. I think two or three vertebrae they did, right? So now they sent her home, and I remember going in to see her after the surgery. She was in excruciating pain. So she came home probably 60 or 70% improved. And um, probably six months or a year, eight, nine months late, later, 10 months later, same problem started all over again. Mm -hmm. 
So um, went back in to see the guy, and he ended up giving her 300 naproxen, you know, nap or clinarol. Do you know what that is? Uh, I've heard of those naproxen. Are, but those are over-the-counter drugs now. At the time, they were not. They're prescription drugs, and they're anti-inflammatories, okay? Uh, yeah. So when you have something like this, they have three options. They usually use a muscle relaxer. Okay, they use a pain pill on a varying variety, variety of levels, aspirin all the way up to uh, morphine. Mm-hmm. Okay, or they use anti-inflammatories, and of course they have different levels, and of course different toxicities and different the levels of um, um, uh, when you become addicted, addictions, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So this was a milder one, and they gave her 300 of them, which is probably totally illegal to do, but that's what they gave her, mm-hmm. and that didn't do anything. So now it's like, I gotta come up with something, okay? Because it's my mother. And I'm ready right. now at this point to give up the business because if you can't help a family member, um, how, how good are you going to be with anybody else? So I started my search at that point, and I went to different courses. I went to uh, a variety of different seminars. I went out to San Diego to visit my brother, went to a seminar out there. And lo and behold, when I was in the seminar, I, um, I was in a course, and the lights go on, and the guy sitting next to me is from North Plainfield, New Jersey. Yes. And he goes on to tell me that he's going to have lunch with his... Um, his partner, who he's working in Detroit now with, and we go to lunch and we're talking and just like everybody, every profession, if you're a weightlifter, you're going to talk to other weightlifters and they have different stories. So his story was he was dyslexic and he was going to go see a chiropractor in Brooklyn and he was going to get his dyslexia treated. He's like, I'm in. Yeah. I said, that sounds good. I'll take a new path. I won't do backs anymore and I won't do spines. I'll just do dyslexic kids. Right. This could be fun. Yeah. So I ended up taking the course. It was a course called NOT. Uh, which is um, a, a, it's based off applied kinesiology. It's called specialized kinesiology. And it was developed by a gentleman, a doctor by the, by the name of Carl Ferrari. And um, Carl would, would teach others uh, this, this procedure. And um, so I went in and it was a five-day course in Brooklyn. And then it was another five days in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And then another five days in Paris, France. He would teach all over the world. So uh, after the five days in Brooklyn, I said, I said, I've got my mother and she's a mess and I don't know what to do with her and that's why I'm here. I'm trying to learn different things. Would you mind taking a look at her? Yeah. So he came and hawed and said, okay, bring her in. So the last day, my cousin drove her in uh, in the back of her uh, station wagon uh, because she couldn't sit. Okay. And um, so she sat and then he brought her up and spent about an hour discussing her and her history and case and then went from A to B, which is what I do with all my patients. Mm-hmm and uh, worked on her and um, it turned out that her problem was not her disc was not stenosis wasn't any of those things okay it was her hip and he put her hip back in place and um, five or six hours later after the end of the course I went back to Montclair at my mother my cousin's apartment when she was uh, working in in Montclair and my mother had cleaned the house wow so it's like wow yeah I gotta learn how to do this stuff yeah. So that was my that was my initial story, and um, and I worked on my mother from that point on for until she was ninety six years old. Because it was just kind of something that after you fix it, put the stay. hip back, it stays. But well, the thing is that it's not just fixing the hip; you have to start at the feet. So okay. what I've learned is that you have to start and have the foundation. So you start at the feet, then you go to the knees, then you go to the hip, then you go to the back, then you go to the shoulders, then you go to the neck, then you go to the insides. And then you go to the energies, okay? And that's the sequence that you follow. And if you follow that sequence with people, no matter what they have, they get better. If you don't follow that sequence, they might get better temporarily, but they don't get better long term. So that's been my, my, my path since that point. And so the Dr. Ferrari, the NOT Foundation is the basis. And it's all based on, believe it or not, the full circle 
as it's all based on the TMJ joint, which is part of the, the dental field. Mm -hmm. What was my father? The a dentist. dentist. Yeah. And what did I used to do with him when I was going to chiropractic college? I would go to the dental association meetings in New York City, and mm -hmm. what would they talk about? The TMJ. Yeah. So that was the That's full great. circle. Yeah. 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 So now we do everything based off the TMJ, and once mm -hmm. we get the TMJ balanced, and the reason that the TMJ is such an important joint is because it directly connects to the sphenoid bone, which is a bone in the skull, which is a fluttering bone mm -hmm. that flutters and pushes the cerebral spinal fluid, which is the nourishment, to all the brain centers. So as you can flutter it this way or you can flutter it to the right or flutter it to the left, you can make the fluids go to the areas of the brain that are in demand of nutrition and food. And that's how we go about our protocols. And then I learned nutritional protocols and when to find what organ is involved, what do you give it, is it due to an infection, is it due to a heavy metal, is it due to a scar that's interfered with it, is it due to just that it needs food, mm -hmm. is it due to a pressure on a nerve, is it due to a pressure on a spinal cord. And then you find out when you put all those pieces together that when those things don't work, they influences the right side of the body or the left side of the body. Mm -hmm. So now if it's a particular organ that's influencing the right side of the body, now you know why that person has, I don't know why I have knee pain in the right, I didn't fall, I just woke up that way. Yeah. And you find out that it's always, always, always related to an organ. Okay, mm -hmm. and then you find out what the organ is, you fix the organ, you fix the associated muscles, and you make sure that, that the organ now is talking to the other organs of the body. For example, a gallbladder is connecting to the, talking to the liver, it's talking to the immune system. I believe this is, not to interrupt the story that Diane told me with her husband, that he had knee pain, right. and I think he came to you, and you said, no, he's got a UTI. Sure. Yeah, exactly. and that's exactly what it was. Because the bladder then, goes to the right side of the body, and it was a right knee problem that he had. So we fixed yeah, the bladder. That's incredible, because you then, don't hear that. Never. Never, no, yeah. Nobody tells you these stories. Mm -hmm. And everybody looks at you backwards and they all get suspicious mm -hmm. because why hasn't somebody else telling me these stories? Mm -hmm. Most of the reason is, I guess they don't believe A, they haven't tried it, B, a lot of people don't try things. They get stuck in little holes. Yeah. And uh, my, my, my adage when people come in, it's like the difference between a rut and a grave is the depth. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So if you stay in your little rut and you keep doing your same little thing all the time, chances are you're not going to get any better. And if you keep going back doing the same thing, mm -hmm. you're not going to get any better. You have to try different things. So right. we've certainly expanded our practice since that time where we now do, as I said, nutritional protocols, but we also, you, we've implemented magnets. There's a um, protocol in Mexico, um, which is now world-renowned. This guy teaches, I mean, the... Um, bibliography on this guy is um, is unbelievable. The places where he's been and what he's done and the accolades he's received through the years. His name is uh, Dr. Goyes. He's a medical practitioner in Mexico okay. and was working with NASA and, and learned how to uh, um, alter body functionality using magnets, uh, two magnets at a time. And it's called two-point magnetic therapy. So there's very few people. I think I'm the second person in this area that does that. Yeah. Um, but I went out specifically to learn this protocol um, about six months ago and have had... So I'll tell you the story. Here's the good story yeah. with that. <laughs> so I have um, a, a patient of mine who is 23 years old now. She's an actress in New York. And her sister is a teacher in Montclair. And the one who is the actress... Um, uh, having no funds at this point, comes in very seldomly, only under duress. The sister comes in consistently, so I see the twin. They're twins, okay. and uh, so the 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 um, the one twin comes in. This is probably two months ago. She came in, and uh, um, she has lockjaw. You know what lockjaw is? It's called trismus, is what it's called. So yeah. 
very common in women. Women have a problem with the TMJ joint or the jaw joint because it's it's more shallow. Men's jaws are very, it's like a hook mm-hmm. or a U, and the lower jaw has got a, uh, a sleeve that goes into it. Mm-hmm. With women, it's very flat, okay? And the same lower jaw bone is there, except they can slide. So the musculature and tensions and the bites and things like this all come into play very, very, and that's why girls have to be very careful with mm-hmm. this. Uh, and again, if this doesn't stabilize, this way you see a lot of female problems because you can't stabilize this, you can't stabilize the sphenoid, which can't stabilize the nutrients to the brain, mm-hmm. so therefore the problems keep coming back and back and back and back. Right, right. So anyway, she came in and now she's got trismus, which means her jaw is off to the side and she can't bite down to a very severe degree that she can't lay down even. Okay? Because wow. of the pain? Pain so severe. Yeah. And the mother calls me and says, uh, so-and-so, she's got this problem, uh, what do you think? I said, well, did you see the dentist? Well, we talked to the dentist, and we're going to go see the dentist. And the dentist, she tried to do something at home and then took her to the dentist. And what the dentist does is they go in and they'll push on the back teeth and push the, the jaw on both sides down and try and push it into place, which caused excruciating pains, and therefore they gave her anti-inflammatories right. for 10 days or something like that. So now they call me up five minutes later, can you see her? It's like, all right, why don't you bring her over? So she comes over, and now I can't lay her on a table. I can't, all I can do is sit with her, okay? So um, I've learned through the years how to do things standing, how to do things sitting, how to do things to 45-degree angles when they have no arms and no legs. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to do all these optional things. So we went through the procedure, and I said, okay, let's do this little protocol and see what shows up. So I, I started to test her with the two-point two magnetic therapy. And as I was scanning, there's about 170 scan points that you have to go through. So as I'm scanning, what shows up is tongue. The tongue muscle shows up as a problem. Okay. On the left side, which is her trismus side. So it's like, okay, so what do you do for it? And so I, 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 I do the research, and it shows up that it means that she has mange. Wow. You know what mange is? It's a Norm- skin infection. Yeah, yeah, but you usually hear about it like in animals and dogs, right? Right. Yeah. She has mange. That's okay. what she has. Okay. She has a uh, parasite mange that's exp- expressing itself in the tongue. Wow. So you do a magnetic treatment for 20 minutes. So I do the magnetic treatment for 20 minutes. And then I check her muscles, muscles on the right side, and we find nothing. We check the muscles on the left side. I find that she has a muscle in her lower arm a flexor muscle of the wrist that was involved. I found that her wrist on the left side was involved, so I corrected the wrist on the left side. And then I checked the muscles of her mouth and found that her external pterygoid muscle, which is a closing muscle in her mouth, was in spasm. So I put a finger cut on and rubbed it out and telling her, because I said, how did this happen? And she was on the telephone and somebody said something and she, like that? Uh, I said, okay, so you're standing, you're sitting, I'm rubbing it at the same time. I'm standing, you're sitting, you're rubbing, you're on the phone having an, an ex- exasperating moment on the phone. Bingo. Goes back into place. Wow. That was it. All done. It's amazing. All done. Yeah. That's great. And so the next day her dad came in and brought me a bottle of wine that she'd given him because she was so ecstatic that then she's not had a problem since with it. And then the best part of the story is, okay, she's got mange, right? So yeah, yeah. did she have skin rash? No. Okay. But her sister, the twin, who is a teacher in Montclair, has a teaching assistant. She teaches Spanish. So the teaching assistant comes in, and she's not feeling well, and they're hugging her, and it turns out the teaching assistant comes in, and she's got mange the week before. So the sister was a carrier 
to the sister, the other sister, the twin. Uh -huh. The twin, when you have a parasite, there has to be, because when I checked her, I also checked her organs, as I told you, you look, okay? Mm -hmm. And her, the other problem that showed up with her is her stomach showed up. And her stomach has muscles that connect to the right arm and the neck muscles on the left-hand side, which is where her trismus was. Mm -hmm. So I treated that, okay? But we found out that the stomach had a virus. And then you find later on that if there's a parasite, you can't have a parasite unless you have a virus. The virus is the host to the parasite. So she had a stomach virus, which she didn't tell me about when I tested. I said, your stomach shows a problem. If you had stomach, yeah, I've had some issues for the last couple of days. We're trying this and trying that. But it was a virus, and that allowed the carrier, her sister, to pass the bug on to her, and then it found its home into her mouth. Crazy. <laughs> that an interesting story? Yeah, very much so. Okay. Yeah, that's so, great. So that's the kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. Um, how long did it take to fix her? 25 minutes. Wow. And, 20, that, and so for the mange, it was the magnets? The magnet, yeah, what the magnets do, there's two magnets. There's the North Pole and the South Pole. So mm -hmm. one pulls and the other draws it out. Or, or, or one draws it out and one pulls it to the immune system mm -hmm. so the body can get rid of it. Right. Otherwise, it's stuck in a magnetic field in the body. Yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. a little bit about that. That's going to be one of my next steps in learning a little bit more about magnetic, magnetic therapy. therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was doing mag I've been doing magnetic therapy for a number of years. I've just my last patient before I came to see you uh, has got a um, and she'd come in to me a couple of years ago. Um, chronic, chronic lung problems. Mm -hmm. Chronic. I mean, every three months she's going in for another antibiotic therapy and around the therapies and and just was losing her voice. Couldn't do any, couldn't perform any tasks, and, and somebody had told her to come. I guess her husband, who owns a restaurant over in Somerville, had come in and told her to come down. Mm -hmm. And um, hasn't had a lung issue in three or four years. Hasn't been back to the doctors, refused to go back to the doctors. Anytime something happens, she comes to me. Mm -hmm. So she came in today, she had a little little cold. It turns out that in her throat, there's a section of the throat called the pharynx. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's where her problem was today. So we told her she needed to put a magnet she has a magnet at home so mm -hmm. told her to put the south pole the magnet on her pharynx in two hours then it'll be gone that's so, great do you have one thing that is like the most common issue that you see on a regular basis over the years the the biggest problem the the, the most important joint in the body is the tmj mm -hmm. the, the jaw joint okay male or female the most important organ is the thing that you're going to see most often. Okay, but people will tell you about it, okay? It's called the duodenum, okay, Okay, which is part of your small intestine. That's the most important organ, okay? Mm -hmm. And the most important system is the neurological system, okay. all right? So when we do our work, we do brain, spinal cord, spinal nerve, teeth, the roots of the teeth, a lot of infections in the roots of the teeth, mm -hmm. okay? Then we do the blood supply, we do the organ, we do the muscle, and then we especially the duodenum. We always look for the duodenum. Uh, we do the uh, the joints, and then we do the muscles. Okay? okay. And if you do all those things, and you find out where the little weak spots are, and you mm -hmm. fix all those weak spots, and all of a sudden everything can now work. Okay. And when everything can work, then the next thing you have to do is what's called energy work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is the essential oils which you've had. That's what that is. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So you can use them, or you can use what we use is we use different uh, gemstones. Okay. Mm -hmm. to, to make sure that the brain is now talking to the spinal cord and the spinal cord is now talking to the spinal nerves and the spinal nerves are now talking to the teeth and the teeth are now talking to the muscles and the muscles are talking to the organs mm -hmm. and the organs are receiving blood supply and that's how we go about our protocols okay right, and right. that works very very nicely and very 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 quickly in yeah. a lot of and, it, and that just shows up in all sorts of different symptoms 
You know, you asked me about Parkinson's before. Yes. Same thing. I've got a guy that with Parkinson's will be in a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've seen him two times. He couldn't walk down the steps. He's 86 years old. This guy's pretty cool. He's had liver cancer. He's had colon cancer. Okay. Beat him. Okay. Now he's got Parkinson's. Okay. He just unfortunately lost his wife. He took care of her for three years on his own. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's 86. He still goes outside, goes on the roof and does things. But he was really getting, he couldn't do these things anymore. He couldn't, he said he couldn't even walk down the steps. He had to go one step at a time. Yeah. Um, after our first session with him, we found that he had a gallbladder problem and uh, as well as some structural problems as well as some neurological problems but uh, we fixed all of those gave him some nutrition for the gallbladder now he's bends his leg he goes down the steps one at a time he's now he sent his neighbor over and his daughter-in-law was just in the other day and his granddaughter who sent him down mm-hmm. is coming in later so that's the um, so any of these pro any of these procedures any of these complications mm-hmm. um, these are the pro- protocols that you have to use okay and it works for all of them yeah. MS's muscular dystrophies yep. Uh, right on down the line, okay? Yeah. But in terms of telling you where it came from, I mean, very seldom. I mean, again, not never, right. but very exactly. seldom. Probably, I think it's like 28% of the time that there's the diagnosis that's accurate, okay? So do you have anything that you do as just kind of like a staple for all your patients where it's something they can do at home? Yeah, there's five things we tell everybody to do, okay? Mm-hmm. So number one is um, you have to have a... Um, Good diet, number one. Mm -hmm. So we'll give them dietary suggestions in addition to nutrients. Because there's no way that you're going to take a nutrient or a chiropractic adjustment or an exercise and think that you're going to have a symptomatic relief long term by doing that. Okay, Mm -hmm. You have to do a combination of a variety of things. So there's a dietary change, including changing your, your habits around, as well as taking the proper nutritional needs of the individual okay each person is unique in that regard okay mm-hmm. um, there are exercise protocols that we suggest for people to do also and um, it's nice when some are like yourself in the condition that you're in have have that drive as Diane has the drive to uh, improve herself mm-hmm. and to have the health benefits of exercise um, but we always give them at least in suggestions or at least 20 minutes a day and you want to sweat every day mm-hmm. okay um, but we'll give them specifics for if it's an arm, we'll give them certain stretches and exercises. I'll give them flyers. Um, can you get them to join the gym? No, but I can give them some things to do at home. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So you have food, you have diet, proper sleeping, okay, is the other thing. There are some certain nutrients that we'll suggest. There's gemstones that we can use or essential oils that we can use for sleeping to help them out. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of do you need this kind of a mattress or this kind of a pillow, be honest with you, if your body is balanced, you can sleep on anything. anything. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't really, I mean, that's all advertising. Okay. Mm-hmm. The chiropractic profession suggests this. That means that company paid the chiropractic association money to say, give their name. If it's the orthopedic association, they paid the money. MDA's yeah. association to use their name. That's what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then the last thing is, um, um, proper uh, chiropractic or proper balance of the body okay mm-hmm. so of course from our business we feel like you have to start at the feet work your way all the way through yeah. so with feet we look for arch supports I think they're overused I think they're over costly I think that's very seldom is that the most important thing mm-hmm. um, but there's things that you have to look for sometimes people need things under their toes as opposed to under their arches mm-hmm. but nobody tells you that okay right. yeah uh, so we isolate versus do you need this or do you need this or do you need nothing okay is exercise going to take care of it mm-hmm. um, and those are the five things that we use um, yeah. to uh, to balance people out and give them suggestions at home 
And uh, you do those things and, yeah, you get nice, nice changes. We'll give them right. tapping procedures or we'll give them suggestions to look in a mirror, affirmations to use. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so we, we, we cover pretty much the full gamut. Um, actually, the two-point magnetic therapy has now got a, a psychological procedure. Oh, really? They have a psychological, psych, psychological course that they use using magnets on the brain. And alter the brain because what it does it draws chemicals and different uh, nutrients into different sections of the brain. Right. Yeah. Diane so. was um, explaining to me kind of how it worked with limes on her son. He was using magnets just because it throws off the polarity and then I guess also the pH. Well, that's when you use way. one magnet. One magnet. One, okay. When you use one magnet, one pole changes the uh, pH and the other the other increases the pH. Mm-hmm. But when you use two magnets, it's not a ma- it's not a it's not a pH thing that you're worried right. about. You're actually pulling the infectant, which has a charge, out of an area and drawing it to another area where the body can take care of it. That's what you're doing that's there. Incredible. So there's two like, there's two ways to do it. Really? So that's my story. That's yeah. my history. So I'm gonna give you a couple of good stories about things. Yeah, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Things like frequency. Well, it's different person to person, right? But Usually, a lot yeah. of people follow through. Yeah. What do? Yeah, what don't? As a matter of fact, so I'm I'm going to be doing a. Um, you know, how do you how do you how do you entice people? You have to do something different. Right. So I have I've come right. up with a new uh, idea on how to contact people, and and I'm not really crazy about textings and things like that. I mean, they're okay. It's a nice little reminder, right. but they need visuals. So um, I've got a nice little visual where we can show them because I have records of all of their problems. Okay, and what uh-huh. you had. 20 years ago, it doesn't go away. It was just a matter of how much you're going to stress it. Mm-hmm. So if you know where their weak links are, they have to be reinforced. Like this leads to like gallbladder. This leads to knee problems. This leads to shoulder problems. This leads to headaches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kidney leads to stones. This leads to left hip problems. This leads to knee replacements and hip replacements and things of that nature. Cool. So um, that's, that's going to be my, my more most recent thing that we're going to be doing. So that's just going to be... Just a recall system that we're going to use to kind of uh, stimulate. Because they've all been explained. Everybody, when they come in, they get their first session where we explain what we're going to do mm-hmm. and what we're going to find if we can help or not help. And then in the second session, this is what you have, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And they all make their decisions. And of course, they start reading the internet and become confused. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and then they get confused and they hear somebody saying something different and their friend says this. And of course, their friend's the authority. And of course, they always think everybody's trying to screw them, okay, uh-huh. or to take advantage of them. And now they get into these funks and they become problems, okay? Yeah. Now they end up on the same traditional treadmill that they, they're in the yeah. hamster cage and they're just yes, the running around the wheels what yeah, they're doing. That's what they end around. up doing. Do you find that the people that don't come back and they do get stuck in that wheel, do they ever, oh, you, you, all of a sudden they come it's back? It's all the same things. Yeah. All comes back again, exactly. It might yeah. be in a different way. As I said, sometimes the problem, if it's an organ, may be the location, you might have discomfort there, but sometimes our rules are where it hurts mm. is never where the problem is. It's always someplace else. Rule number two is it could be anything. So you always have to look at the body in total, okay? Yeah. And then rule number three is until you find out what the root is and fix it and maintain it, yeah. it's going to reoccur. I'm going to have to set up an appointment for myself then because yeah, I have, I have recur- reoccurring like lower back, right knee, and little things like that, that. What you think is arthritis, what you think is I slept wrong yeah. or I caught it. No, but it's th- always it's, it's anything longer than two weeks. It's coming from the inside. I'm very curious because when you talk about TMJ, when I open my mouth, you can see I'm off track and, off, I've, yeah. and I've been. Yeah. And knowing that that is what, well, like... But remember, the muscles the on the right side, or remember, gallbladder's right side, all the muscles on the right side 
are associated with the gallbladder. So if the gallbladder malfunctions, all the muscles are never going to, because that's part of the energy as well as the food, as well as the exercise. Mm -hmm. Those three things work as a unit to make those muscles work. So if you have one of them missing, you'll get 66% use or maybe 75% use because you might have partial. It's not going to be totally cut off, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to be at the percentage you want. Okay. And if one side's good and the other side's not, what ends up happening? Now your spine gets twisted, now you get problems and pressures on the nerves, and that initiates a vicious cycle, and that's the cycle that people go through. And do you find that that cycle in a way is, you know, if my pain is on the right, then, you know, the next thing I'll feel on the left, then the next thing I'll feel on the right, and the next thing that kind of zigs down. Yeah, it's called cardinal cross is what that's called. Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the head connects to your pelvis. Mm -hmm. This shoulder connects to this hip. This Mm -hmm. elbow connects to this knee. Yeah, there's all connections. The spine, the top vertebrae connects to the bottom vertebrae. Yeah, I noticed I broke the middle toe on my right foot, and as it was healing and I was on crutches and limping around, it was, you know, the the right toe, the left ankle, the right knee, the left hip. Well, your body just starts to walk funny, but the, yeah. thing, the thing you I worry mean, about is not the broken toe. It's when that trauma goes into your body, did it go up and attach somewhere that was a weak spot? Mm-hmm. Because the body has to get rid of it, or did it go into the ground and, and leave? That's what you don't know. That's what we find. Cool. Well, you know, I just had a, I had a lady in the other day. This is, you know, every day there's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> so a lady comes in the other day. She is 83 or 84 years old. And she has, a, you know, very fit, well, very skinny. I mean, very skinny. But and I asked her, I said, have you always been the same weight? And she has been. So this, and, and there are uh, endoderms and ectoderms and meso, uh, I'm sorry, ectomorphs, endomorphs, and mesomorphs. And she's an ectomorph, okay? Which in um, Indian culture is a very difficult Okay, they're always vulnerable to things. So I, I already know that off just looking at her, I know that's what's going on. Uh-huh. But now she's got, she's 83, and she's been seeing a chiropractor in Totowa, okay, for 25 years. He's now moving. So she was in a yoga class with a couple of my patients, and they told her about what I just have told you. Mm-hmm. So she goes, I, get, she, I, I don't like typical things. She goes, I want to try something different. So she comes down, and she's got a brace on her right wrist. Okay, and her fingers. She goes, I got arthritis in my thumb. It's like, okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. I said, what are the uh, what do they tell you? So the, the, nobody told me anything. I said, what did the chiropractor tell you? He didn't tell me anything. He just adjusted me. <laughs> said, okay. So I said, let's take a look. So we went through the process, and uh, I said, now you're showing that your right lung shows a weakness. So I said, have you um, do you have a breathing problem of any sort? Do you have shortness of breath? Do you have a wheeze? Do you have a cough? Anything like that? No. No, no. I said, um, have you had pneumonia in the past or bronchitis? Maybe bronchitis years ago, but no, my, my breathing's been fine. So I then went a little further, and I said, you know, you're also showing that you have exertional asthma, which means that when you exercise, you're not getting the full air that you're supposed to get in. Do you have a problem with when you exercise that you run out of breath? No, I've got asthma, though. It's like, <laughs> I said, okay. I said, well, there's your lung problem that you have, and why you have the thumb problem is the meridian okay which is like your blood supply in chinese okay goes for the lung goes to your thumb so why you're having a problem is because your lung is not functioning well so i'm going to give you some nutrition to support the lung to give it food so that it starts to get better and we're going to make sure that the nerves get to the lung Mm -hmm. and start to repair it and you'll find that your thumb will start to normalize itself because it's not going to be overloaded with all this toxic information that the lung is needing help and screaming for help and yeah. grabbing your thumb and you're thinking arthritis and say, oh, it's, it's the lung. Right. So now you know what it is. So that's the kind of stories. Yeah. Okay? Well, thank okay. you so much. You're more than welcome.